Welcome in. You have found the line's power rankings debate ahead of week eight in the National Football League. My name is Steven Andrus, joined by Matt Brown and Mo Nawara for this debate. A reminder that with our power rankings at the lines, we're starting fresh each week and trying to rank the teams 1-32 to based on who we would have favored on a neutral field for that week. With that in mind, I have the Bills at number one. Mo has the Bills at number one. Matt still has the Eagles at number one, but we all agree on the top three. The Bills, the Eagles, and the Chiefs in whatever order is that solid top three in the NFL. Then we have some disagreement. And we're not alone, apparently, because if you look at NFC futures, the Eagles are the clear top choice, and then four different books have four different choices as the number two team in the NFC. Some have the Cowboys, some still have the Bucks, some have the Vikings up there now. Uh, the, the 49ers are one of the second choices. So, Matt, like, who the hell is the second best team in the NFC right now? Well, I mean, it's like you, I mean, it's like you said, I mean, like, the, the top three are the top three, and like, look, you can you can basically put them in a hat and pull out you know the names or whatever i mean certainly certainly nobody's going to doubt that it's bills eagles chiefs in some shape form you know whatever but after that it's it's pretty interesting i mean listen i went with the vikings and mainly because at the end of the day i think we've gotten to the point in the season where week eight you know results on the field do matter a little bit more to me and what we're seeing is a vikings team that Despite the fact that they make it dicey each week, they are still coming out on top. And I'd rather have a team play from the front and then get chased down than teams that are always coming from behind. That's just kind of how I like teams. And, and so far, the Vikings, for the most part, have been playing in front. And, you know, look, that defense has certainly allowed teams to get back in it and whatnot. But, I mean, we are we're looking at one of the better offenses in the league. It's one of the healthier teams, certainly, for when it comes to star power. So that's another thing that I kind of look at with these power rankings. Because some of these teams, like, I mean, you're high on the 49ers. But, I mean, like, I think we saw it this past week. It, it does, They're still not healthy enough to be considered, in my opinion, one of the very elite and Mo, you're you and I are kind of lower than it seems like the rest on the Niners with you at six and me at seven. I'm actually super high on the Niners, just not right now. Right, right, yeah. This yeah. week, right, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I actually, I actually am excited to bet the Niners uh, in the playoffs. I would be very, very excited to bet them against the Eagles. I think, I, I think they're going to be a better team than the Eagles in the playoffs. If they get their guys healthy right now, it's that's just not it. Like last week, I was I liked the Niners over the Chiefs uh, <clears throat> early in the week if they got healthy, and then they kind of did and kind of didn't. Still, a lot of pieces missing in the secondary. Still, like having their top guys not be a hundred percent. I think so. Just a team that right now I think rightfully got boat raced by the Chiefs. Um, but later in the season, I think is going to be a, a buy team uh, later because I just have more confidence in them in the playoffs than, than Jalen Hurts. I, I, I admire what the Eagles are doing, and, and I, Jalen Hurts seems like an awesome dude, but I just don't think he's going to be able to do anything super productive against playoff defenses. Do you guys know something that I don't about who's going to be playing quarterback for the 49ers, though, as the season <laughs> progresses? Because, like, I'm, I'm just curious, is this, uh, this being this high on this 49ers team with – I don't know if y'all watched the game because I did every single snap of it because I had a massive amount of money on the Chiefs this past week, and I gladly will dance all the way to the to the counter with this. It was because 
it, one because they're the they're just a superior team as it is anyway. And Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. I mean, this is we can we yeah. we've got to move past this. Like the guy cannot make the basic throws in the NFL. Like I, I don't care how good the defense is, they're not going to be able to score enough points to beat teams when it comes when it comes down the stretch. But I'd still take them over the Minnesota Vikings. I really would. And uh, you know, I've I've found when I'm doing these rankings each week, Matt and Mo, that. I tend to have a bias towards teams that didn't play that week because outside the top three, <laughs> there's teams that are putting up these terrible performances like the Bucks and the Rams and the Packers, and I'm sliding them down, and which by, by default means I'm sliding teams up like the Vikings who just didn't even play a game this week or, in the case of Minnesota, have played crap opponents and didn't even cover the spread against those crap opponents. So, you know, I have... I forced myself this week to not move the Vikings up incredibly high. I think I'm the lowest on the staff. I have them at 10. Matt, you're the highest at 5. The rest of our staff has them between 7 and 9. But Minnesota this year on a, on a yards-per-play basis, the, the offense is about league average. They're 16th. And defensively, they're 30th. So I think they're a team that has absolutely benefited from an easy schedule. And Futures discussions aside, like having an easy schedule is a good reason to get on a team at long odds with futures. But if we're talking right now about power rankings and who we would have favorite on a neutral field, I don't think I would have the so Cowboys this week, as a dog to the Vikings. So this week you would go to war with the 49ers, this version of the 49ers over the Vikings this week on a neutral field. Yeah, I would okay. because they're not the Chiefs right. and I draw a line through the Falcons right. game because they had nobody in that game. And I, I'm... Like, listen, Jimmy Jimmy sucks. I'm a Niners fan. He sucks. But we've seen over and over again that he, they can do enough to beat good teams with the rest of the talent they have on that roster, just maybe not the Kansas City Chiefs. That's all. So, I mean, a little bit further down the line here, there's some more discussions we can have as well. Um, I still have not moved the Rams and the Bucks down outside of my top 10. They're like right on the cusp. You guys certainly have. You have the the Rams twelve and thirteen, and the Bucks twelve and fourteen. Mo, am I crazy, or am I just not seeing enough teams to move them outside the top ten? Um, which team now? The Rams and the Bucks. I still, I can't. I somehow I can't move them outside the top ten. But <laughs> tell me why I'm crazy. The Bucks don't look good in any facet of football right now. Yeah. Uh, like we, I, I we were holding on least, to the Bucks, right, because of the defense, but like now the defense isn't any good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like yeah. at least the Rams are getting stops, mm -hmm. not necessarily a lot of stops against good teams like the 49ers, but they're getting some stops. Like yeah. they completely shut down the Panthers. I mean, the Panthers couldn't even get a first down against them, and they just like rolled the Bucks. I don't know even what the Bucks are doing on a positive basis. But that being said, this is still a team loaded with talent. I, the light could come on, but it's like I'm willing to write one bad game off for sure. I mean, this is pro football. You don't show up on the road. The Steelers are going to beat you. But two in a row is, like, pretty concerning. And they really haven't looked that good all year. I mean, the Chiefs spanked them. They really only looked good in, like, week one, I guess. But Dallas, their offense isn't good. So they didn't need to do anything that week, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if we go back to the 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 crux of our exercise here, who we would have favor on a neutral field this week. If I made the Bucks 
an underdog to let's see here some of the teams that you guys have ahead of them um maybe not the vikings but you know if i made the bucks an underdog to the rams or the the bucks an underdog to the raiders you telling me that the the betting public wouldn't come in and back the Bucks as an underdog I, to the Raiders? I would hope they would, and I would take the fat number on the Raiders because the Raiders have enough on offense to move the ball on this def- this version of this defense for sure, and they've got enough on the defensive side to keep break. Like it's like Mo said, like they have not done anything well in several weeks now. It's not just like a small sample size for us at this point. Like the offense has been broken basically all year, and the one thing we were kind of hanging our hat on was like, okay. They'll stick around in games because they've got this defense. Well, the defense isn't stopping anybody either. So I'm just kind of like, I'm curious as to what we're latching on to really at this point. I mean, it's, 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 they've got some good receivers, but if we can't get them the ball and they can't get in the end zone or whatever, I, I don't know, man. Mo, you, you have the Bucks at 12 and the Dolphins at 10. So you're telling me that you don't think the public would come in and put an avalanche of money on the Bucks as a favorite. Or I'm sorry, as an underdog to Miami here. Yeah, they probably would. And yeah, I guess I would just be on the other side. I mean, I need to see. I at least have hope for the Bucks to play well because they do have talent. Uh, I would say when it comes to the Rams, I'm wondering at this point, like, if there's any hope. Be- just because when your offensive line is this bad, I don't see how anything on your offense can function. Like, the Bucks yeah. don't have a great O-line but it's better than what the Rams are rolling out there. And I, I don't know. I think it's a non-zero chance the Rams are, like, bottom half of the league. But right. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm still going to yeah. give them a little bit of credit for priors and the fact that they do have a lot of talent on defense for sure. I'm at least happy that the two of you joined me in, in still making the 49ers ahead of the Rams in our power rankings this week after the look-ahead line on that game this week in L.A., was 49ers plus two, plus two and a half, and is now completely flipped to Niners minus two. I don't, I don't know why that line was what it was other than injury concerns, but it was clearly completely wrong to have the 49ers as a dog in that game, and now they're not. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm with you. See, before we get too deep down in here, I do want to talk, like, head back up to the top because I think this is okay. an interesting discussion, which is – so we, we, we say there's three, three good teams, Bills, Eagles, Chiefs. I think we all think there's, there's three good teams. I am of the mindset, and I'm curious to what y'all think. I'm of the mindset that Cincinnati is kind of on the right track to being a good team because the defense has shown up all year long, and the suspect thing was the offense, and mainly the offensive line wasn't protecting Burrow. Well, Zach Taylor, I'm not saying is a sharp guy. I'm not saying he's a good coach. However, He at least saw the error of his ways in the last two weeks has basically worked exclusively out of the shotgun. They're running the ball less on first down. They're running the ball less overall, just in general, and taking advantage of having these three awesome receivers. And by the way, Hayden Hurst now is like a a good tight end. And also like he he at least understood, hey, I'm doing this wrong. Now, whether he's going to be able to turn that into anything here, but I at least think if we're talking about teams that are kind of trending in the right direction, where it seems like so many teams are trending in the wrong direction, it seems to me like Cincinnati would be that team that is kind of trending in the right direction. The defense that's been there all year long and then an offense that we know has a ridiculous amount of playmakers that seems to be at least getting something together. See, we're all kind of like having the the Bengals and the Ravens in the AFC North back-to-back in our rankings here. Matt, 
You have them four, the Ravens six. I have the Bengals five, the Ravens six. Mo's still holding out hope here that he's not going to owe me a bottle of whiskey at the end of the season when the Bengals finish higher in the division than the Ravens. He still has the Ravens four and the Bengals five. So why why not flip them yet, Mo? Why and what what is your opinion of Cincinnati at this juncture? Yeah, I definitely gave serious consideration to putting the Bengals four. Um, I think it's obviously very close. I think the Ravens have been more consistent than the Bengals all year. I mean, you could – I think it's pretty clear the Ravens should probably only have one loss. Um, it's fair. It's fair. They basically collapsed in all of their losses and had big leads in them. Like, their losses are like, okay, Bills, that's understandable, and also they could have very easily won that game. Um, you have – Giants, which they destroyed the Giants from the line of scrimmage and just blew it with stupid turnovers at the end. And um, Miami, which if they had anything but bottom three cornerback play, that was an easy win. So um, if they actually had bottom three cornerbacks, I wouldn't say that, but they don't. Uh, So the Ravens, I just think, have been more consistently good. Um, The Bengals maybe have a higher ceiling, probably – a better team in the playoffs because of their passing offense. I just, I want to see the Bengals. I, I know what they're doing is, is good on offense and like it's what they should be doing, but I, I want to see the Bengals do this against a good pass rush. I mean, the last two weeks, basically this week, right this week, miles Garrett and the Browns in that I, I front. Don't know if it, the Browns count. They, <laughs> yeah. It's been awful. I actually was going to say the game I have circled Titans. Uh, okay. November 27th on the road against say what you want about the Titans. And I definitely have. And I think everyone knows this is not a great team, but they do have a very, very good pass rush. So mm-hmm. if Cincinnati can look like this on offense against the Titans, I'll be way more sold. Like look at the last two teams that they're boat racing uh, on offense. Anyways, uh, Saints Falcons Saints are supposed to have a good pass rush. It hasn't been good. Um, and Falcons are obviously Falcons defense. So um, this doesn't really tell us that much, I don't think. Um, I like that they're doing what they should be, but I want to see them do it against the pass rush with the pulse because that, that's been slowing them down all year, and, and that makes sense with what we saw last year and the level of play the offensive line was putting out there at the beginning of this season. Matt, I'm hopeful. But I see the same thing. Their four wins are against pretty bad teams and three losses against teams with pass rushes. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. I guess I'm talking about just, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, where we sit heading into week eight. And I think if we're talking about which teams are kind of seems like heading in the right direction as opposed to the wrong direction. Like, I have not liked Lamar's play over the last three weeks. Like, I I think Lamar has really, really struggled the last three weeks. And now – one of those games was without Bateman, and I understand that. And so when you're basically having to rely on throwing to four tight ends every single time, that's uh, that's not a great formula for success. But that being said, that's how they built this team, right? I mean, like, they don't have an alpha wide receiver. They just don't. And maybe they'll, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise everyone and make a trade or something or whatever the trade deadline. Who knows? But um, I just – it's kind of like Mo said. I mean, I think that – I don't think this team's built for the long haul, basically, is what it comes down to. Like, they're – they get down. They get down ten points. It's game over. Like they, they do not have the offense to come back. Come, come back from double digits. That's for sure. All right. So, a couple more teams here. We'll go for a couple more minutes here because I have a bone to pick with you guys with the Arizona Cardinals. I watched that Thursday night game, and they had fourteen points off a couple of Andy Dalton pick sixes and didn't win by fourteen or more points. 
So uh, why are you moving them up to 20th and 21st? I decided not to move them an inch. I don't care. I was not impressed. And I think I may be betting Vikings this week after a six and a half on the look ahead. And now we're getting almost a probably two to three point discount here. I think as we record this on Monday afternoon, we're looking at three and a halfs across the board here. So why are you moving the Cardinals up off of that game? The two aren't mutually exclusive. I mean, like it's, it's like you can, you can bet the Vikings cause you think the number has moved too much while also thinking that the Cardinals are better than the friggin' Colts or the, you know, the, the Falcons and whatever and all this stuff like that. I mean, like the, the two aren't mutually exclusive. So, I mean, I think I think the number will might get to a point where I want to pull the trigger on the Vikings too because the public sentiment on this Cardinals team might have gotten too high. But I don't think us moving them and Mo, I don't want to speak for you, but it's just like it might just be more, in my opinion, a a depth. It's it's more of a testament to how bad the rest of the league is as opposed to how good the Cardinals are. Yeah, I, I probably moved teams down just as much. I think I made a mistake with Seahawks. I don't know why I have Seahawks below Cardinals. I think I had Seahawks ahead of them before. I don't know what I was doing there. Um, anyways, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals at least did show signs of life on mm-hmm. offense. I mean, Nuck Hopkins is still very good and still helping them get first downs. Uh, I don't know what to think about the Saints' defense. They're supposed to be good. They're, they've been very bad. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have any confidence in the Cardinals whatsoever. So definitely don't read into uh, this as me thinking they're anything but bad. But, yeah, like he said, uh, Colts stink. These teams stink. Broncos, I had to collapse them because they don't have a quarterback right now. Um, The Falcons look pretty rough with these injuries, too. That was one of their few strengths. Yeah, I I don't know. It's just all a jumble, honestly. Like there's kind of a middle tier where – I'm still giving a little bit of credit to Priors with like Packers, Rams, Bucks type of deal. And then like after that, once you get to, I don't know, after Patriots, I think starting with like Giants at 16, it's like everything between like 16 and 26 is like pretty close. And then I think there was like a pretty clear cut bottom five or six uh, where you know those teams are going to be underdogs to all these middle tier teams. Mm-hmm. It seems Matt's made his decision on on what he thinks of the Giants. Mo and I still have the middle of the pack. I feel like Mo and I are on the seesaw trying to figure out, like, are they actually better than their metrics with Brian Dable, or are they going to regress to the mean here? Matt's got them at 11. So it seems like you, you've you registered your opinion at this point. Well, yeah, I mean, look, there's there's something to be said, like you just said. I mean, like, you know, do I have confidence that, that this Giants coaching staff is going to make the right decision where the majority of these coaching staffs are not? I do. Like, I'm pretty high on the play calling so far for the talent that they have and the injuries that they've been dealt with. I think has been masterful. I, like, I think that what he's done with what, what little bit he has – is pretty crazy, and you know, if anything, they're going to get more healthy with Wondell Robinson coming back, and they're either going to move Galladay and Tony, or something's going to happen there as well. They're going to acquire someone or move someone. Something's going to happen, you know, um, with all that. So in theory, they should only get a little bit better uh, as we move forward, and. Um, and again, all the rest of these teams suck, dude. Like, I mean, seriously, like all the rest of these teams suck. It's like you, you look at the rest of these teams outside of the, like the top six or eight or whatever. It's like almost, almost everybody except for the bottom five, any given week, it could be like 
they would they beat the other one by double digits. I mean, seriously, like that's what we're that's where we're at right now with with all. I this. couldn't even get to eight. Like I I got the eight and nine and ten, and I'm looking at the Rams and the Bucks and the the freaking Dolphins. Like it's I can't even get eight deep at this point. It's I mean it's, not it's good, moved man. it's moved, but the Jets were a one point dog. I mean we're talking about the Jets like a, a one point dog against the Patriots. I mean it's it's moved a point and a half since the, it opened, but I mean. That, that's where we're at, right? Like, that's that's the sentiment right now in the NFL. Last team here. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Seahawks are alone in first place in the NFC West through seven weeks. They're four and three. Matt and I owe a, a sincere apology to Lewis Riddick, who tried to tell us he was seeing something in training camp, <laughs> which the entire civilized world said he was out of his freaking mind. But apparently he <laughs> saw something because the Seahawks are playing really well. And they continue to still put up numbers here for the season. Like last three games, 6.2 yards per play. So it's regressed from their season total of 6.3 yards per play. And Seattle defensively still, though, 27th, 6 yards per play allowed. But this is an offensive league, Mo. Having a quarterback and wide receivers matters. Apparently, Geno Smith is a good quarterback. Uh, but nevertheless, you guys don't have them in your top 20 at this point. I moved them up to 16th which is, you know, on that playoff bubble with 14 teams making the playoffs these days and probably in the playoff picture. I haven't looked yet, but I I have a lot of AFC teams in that top 15 more than I have NFC teams with just the nature of the conferences. But, I mean, where are you at now with the Seahawks, man? I mean, I assumed people were going to move them up into playoff picture here, but, Mo, apparently not. I mean, not not sold on Seattle quite yet. Definitely a little bit sold. Uh, have made some money wagering on the Seahawks. I don't Same. think I faded them once this year. So, uh, yeah, they've been very good to me. They have actually gotten a few stops the last couple of weeks. I mean, they yeah pretty much did a really good job on the Chargers this week. They just forced everything dump off. I, I don't know if that's them, though, or that's just a systemic issue with the Chargers because that mm. seems to be happening all season they're just not throwing downfield I don't understand it but Gino's playing legitimately great football for sure and uh that will take you far uh but this is still an atrocious defense I think so hard for me to like put them too high and and also like the offensive line I still don't have any confidence that Mm -hmm. they can pass protect really Gino's having to make some superhero throws a lot of these weeks don't know how long that can continue um I think there's definitely a case for them to be ahead of several of the teams I have above them. Uh, but again, it's just a huge jumble for me from, you know, 15 or 16 on. Uh, so I could see them being as high as 15 or 16. I don't think you can put them above, but then I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess like if they played the Packers, I mean, would you even be remotely surprised if they beat the Packers? You wouldn't. Right. You, right. you just you would wouldn't. Not. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's certainly interesting, Stephen. I mean, like it's, I tend to agree with Mo, the majority of the sentiment, which is just like, Hey, look, they're going to have to outscore teams every single week. And eventually that's going to kind of, that's going to run dry, right? Like you're going to play a team with at least a pulse on defense and it's going to be a little bit tougher to, for that strategy to pay off. I mean, I will say this, they're five to one to win the NFC West. If you are so inclined to bet that you should also then put a sprinkle on Pete Carroll to win coach of the year, because we are talking about, 
We are talking about a team that everybody thought was going to be the worst bottom three team in all of the NFL. And so if they somehow figure out a way to win this division, Pete, Pete's name's at least going to be right in the thick of things when it comes to coach of the year type stuff or whatever. So, you know, just know that if you're, if you're playing the five to one, you should put a little sprinkle on Pete as well. Because again, I mean, look, it's so funny. I'm going to coast to my alt wins over on the giants and I'm going to get beat on my alt low on this, on the Seahawks by week eight. Like it's going to be like, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be, uh, that one's going to be toast by week eight here. But, uh, it's funny, but yeah, man. And look, they have, they've certainly overachieved by my standards on offense a ton. It's just that defense. It's very hard for me to overlook the fact that they're having to put up 30 points every single week to win these games. Nick Sirianni plus 125, still the favorite. Brian Dable plus 250. Pete Carroll, 20 to 1. Brian Dable can't be plus 250 with Pete Carroll at 20 to 1. <laughs> that, that does not compute. Yeah. Like, I, they. Dable is deserving of that of that price. I agree, but then Pete Carroll can't be twenty to one. That just doesn't make sense. All right, I think we've uh, I think we've argued enough here. I still yeah. love you guys. Just for the hey, record. listen, no no real no real argument. I mean, in in all this, other than the fact that you know you still have the you still have the Rams and Bucks at eight nine. I mean, other than that, you know <laughs> everything's everything's good. You know, you that's that's about it. <laughs> I might have to go change that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.